Welcome back to season two of Rec Talk. Today we have Hoxo's very own Sean Anderson joining us. How are you doing, Sean? I'm well. Appreciate it. Nice little two-hour drive to get here. And yeah, I appreciate you making the effort. Excited to be here, yeah. Two-hour drive. Yeah, well, just under. I'm Sheffield to Cov, and then I'm off to Birmingham anyway, so it's, uh, it's worked out well. Sheffield's um, it's it's a horrible drive in and out. Like just going in and out of Yorkshire is just it's just not very easy, is it? <laughs> I think the M1 is is pretty easy. Like Leicester is really easy, and Derby, and then you guys are slightly across, aren't you? So it's is it the M69 or something? Yeah, you've almost yeah. got to get it all just to, gets yeah, a bit west get to at that Leicester, point. and then be like, right yeah. now, I start my journey to Cov. Yeah. Well, say my business partner's from Dunedin, so I've done it, oh, and we both went to Union Sheffield, so I went to his quite a lot, so I know yeah. that roughly know the route and. Uh, it's longer than you think it'll be. Yeah, it is. It is. I used to be in Harrogate quite a lot, and that mm. that was like a good sort of. Yeah, two that's and a half, bit further than us. That. Yeah, it's like a good two and a half, three hour drive. Mm. Yeah, I got a dog from Sheffield. Arnold. Oh yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Right. He was from Sheffield. The dog. The dog. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. He's probably a Sheffield Wednesday fan, was he? You know, he was a Blades fan. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm a Man City fan from Manchester, but my family, my, my wife's family are all Blades. Oh, yeah. So I've got into them. I go to quite a lot of games, but I quite like Sheffield Wednesday as well. I mean, I thought it was brilliant how they, they went up this year. They both went up. It was great. So we did the treble and they both went up. Yeah. Great so life. you've had a good football season, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Great life. Yeah. Did you see Jack Greenish's celebrations? I think he's still out now, isn't he? He's yeah, still well, out yeah. in Villa now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's at yeah. the England game tonight. They're not going to play him, are they? They can't. I mean, no the guy's got to be hanging, any sure? Yeah, I mean, he's, he's a nutter. He's an absolute nutter. I know someone who works for England. He yeah. works as a coach for. Oh, he, I don't know if he's still. He works for a coach for the under twenty ones who reports to Lee Carsley and stuff. Oh yeah. And he's like telling me about the. Whenever we meet up, we always ask him, you know, the latest news about the the players. And he just said, honestly, Grealish is like the nicest guy in the world, but he's thickest guy in the world. Like he's just stupid. <laughs> oh yeah. He is just. Like lives in the moment, kind of goldfish bowl type mentality. Oh yeah. And that's why. Um, we're totally off topic but that's why Southgate doesn't trust him that much because he doesn't believe he can remember the the discipline I think now that Pep's got him so disciplined I think Southgate will play him now but when he was at Villa as a bit of a maverick that's why Mason Mount's like his main man because he's so regimented you know what Southgate's like everything's in a box isn't it like you know he's too dissimilar to Pep um, but Grealish, yeah. So he's probably but, had a lot of fun and probably not remembered any of it. No, 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 no yeah. He said, like, "Well, yeah. we won the treble. You win." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did we? Yeah. yeah. But I think that that's the thing with with someone like Grealish. You you kind of have to give him that creative license, don't you, to be able to just kind of go out there and be do himself, what he does. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. That's where he's the best, isn't he? But to be fair, Pep does that, doesn't he? Pep does it well. Yeah, I'm very happy with what what's gone on recently. But you have that with some recruiters as well, though. Don't you? Very similar. Yeah, well, Steve Guest, Steve got, Guest, top pillar. He's super, super, super regimented. regimented and all that yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah, but then on the other side of it, you got like people like me and you would just be sit there, and like, yep, yeah, 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 yeah. Fifty media calls, yeah, 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 yeah. And they're like, I'm going to have meetings all day. And they're like, they'd be like, well, your call times are shit. And I'm like, yeah, I haven't been in the office because I've been back to back to back with meetings, actually meeting clients and picking up jobs. Yeah. And they're like, but your KPIs. No. Well, I think I think the the nature of your desk and company and everything is, is so important I mean I was in recruitment for what seven and a half years seven years and I left Australia and moved to London in the in 2012 in the Olympics yeah. and I had offers you know I had 18 months experience as a contract recruiter I'd like 20 runners out and moved home with no non-compete I was pretty you know pretty yeah, in demand yeah, proper, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I had like three really 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 strong offers and I had one that wasn't even as good but I chose that offer because of the way they wanted me to work, they were like, "We're going to have you sat in the middle of London, 
we're going to recruit the Lloyds of London insurance market. Everyone's within a mile distance. We, yeah. we meet. Every, we're in coffee shops all day, basically, like you said. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's all about getting in front of people. Whereas all the others were like, you'll be recruiting, you know, NetSuite into Europe, and it'll be, and I'll be just sat with a headset on all day. And yeah. I was like, in Melbourne, I worked as a, I recruited into the government, and it was all coffees and beers and relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, that's the job for me. Yeah, that's my back. Yeah, but that's, yeah, that's yeah. the nature of recruitment, though, right? Is, is that you kind of have to be, you have to be in front of people because the, the, the relationship piece, people underestimate it a lot. I mean, there's there's conflicting opinions in terms of like someone like Benjamin Dennehy, for example, who's like, um, yeah, it doesn't matter whether everything you, is cold. Yeah, and, it doesn't yeah, matter whether yeah. you like me or not. It, it makes no difference. If, if, if I have the product that you need or if I'm solving your problem, you'll buy it. And to a certain degree, that's true. And But then on the other hand, you have... I mean, we've got a placement going on at the moment, or we're, we're kind of at office stage with a placement where it's like a, a six-figure um, chief uh, technology officer or, or even a CIO for, for a big business. She's coming from a big blue chip as well. And she's like, they've caught wind of the fact that I might be leaving. So they've offered me a lot. But the good news for you is, because I like how you guys treated me, I'm probably going to get you on the PSL over here. Yeah. So it's like, for me, I'm like, it's a win-win, but then she goes that side or that yeah, side. It makes yeah. a difference to me, but the whole thing was built on a relationship. I think if you build your business the way, I don't know the guy was you mentioned, where it's like, I don't, you don't have to like me. I think if, if you build it that way, you, certain people can be super successful, good luck to them, but it's just not how I would want to work, right? And, and I'm all about that. Yeah, I want to enjoy it. I want to get to know people. I want to be friends with people. I always talk it's, about like my best clients were my mates eventually. Yeah. My best candidates were, were like friends because we built, I used to go beyond recruitment as a conversation i used to talk about their families and their football and you want to get to know them but i think i think it helps when you're that type of person where you all share it's got to come natural hasn't it when you share yeah because like you know we've already learned so much about each other in 15 20 yeah, minutes well, yeah that's not always the case you could be no. talking to someone who's just like i ain't telling you shit about myself yeah so you and, and a lot of recruiters go into it with that kind of well, i'm not i can't talk about my personal life i couldn't talk about why would i why would they want to know that it's like because they're fucking human beings. Because they're people, yeah. 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 That job title don't yeah. mean anything. Yeah. And trust me, if someone ain't going <coughs> to reciprocate, I'm going to stop talking. I'm going to just blindly talk about my life, but I'm going to test it with people. I'm going to yeah. see if I can nudge a bit of that in, because if I can build rapport, I'll be remembered for more than just that recruitment process. Yeah, I think it depends on what kind of client you want to work with, right? Because yeah. there's plenty of recruiters out there that make a, a very good living working on that very transactional basis of, hey, it. you have a vacancy. Hey, I have the candidate. Let's transact on this. I don't need to even know your, like, anything about you. You don't need to know anything about me. Yeah, Let's just transact on the email the need, address. Right? The email address, like an info or a sales <laughs> yeah, email address yeah, that you communicate yeah, and, and, on. But that works in some scenarios because there are clients out there who are like, listen, I don't give a shit. I don't yeah. want you to be my mate. I don't want you to tell me anything more than I have a ball on a seat that's, that's no longer there. I need you to fill that vacancy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll begrudgingly pay your invoice and we'll part ways and I'll never talk to you again. And there's people out there that have made a lot of money doing that, especially kind of during the pandemic and post-pandemic. But I, what I'm noticing on, certainly on my LinkedIn feed, is the ones that are struggling now or saying how difficult the market is, they're those transactional recruiters. They have got relationships. They ain't yeah. got the relationships. All they did was service a need, and that need is no longer there. So now they're out looking for, okay, who else needs, needs yeah. a, a, a job filling? And, oh, shit, there's not that many yeah. jobs out there anymore that need filling. It's funny, though. I like what you said there is, it's, I think it's about finding and deciding the way the title clients you want to work with because yeah. life's short and yeah you can do business in loads of ways you know I, I, I don't like people who say to me you know convince me why I should buy this I'm like no like, see you later then yeah, yeah. like I'm yeah. literally like you've come to me because I don't ring anyone <coughs> like you've come inbound through my process and if you can't work out that from the fact that you're only here because it works yeah. 
I'll tell you how it works. I'll show you what. But then, like, you, you need to convince me here. I'm like, no, I don't. Like, no. this is how it works. This yeah. is the results you'll get if you've got the right attitude. It's almost the way it is. It's like you mm. need to kind of convince yourself as to why this is the process that, that's going to work for yeah. you. And and that's it, isn't it? I mean, I, I remember we, we had a meeting once with a client who, to be fair, we still work with now, but that particular contact has, has moved on now. Um, and we were going through kind of our, our term negotiations and she was talking about all these different backdoor policies. Remember, she mm, was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, well, okay, what if like you put the candidate forward for this job and then and we two weeks later... we change the job title uh, or the working yeah. hours or like, yeah, and we were yeah. just sort of like, listen... Why are you even thinking this? Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, and I said to her, I was like, listen, look, we're, we're here on, on kind of good faith, yeah. right? that we're going to do business the proper way. And if, if we're going to negotiate on bad faith, this isn't something that we're involved in. Yeah. And then straight away, the procurement goes, like, no, 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 that's not how this is. That's not how we're trying to work. Yeah. He basically just shut it down straight away. He's like, look, you provide us a candidate. And I said to him, I was like, look, our, our, our introduction to, to, to a candidate is to the business, not to a particular role, it's to the business. So if if you decide to move them from, from one role to another, that's on you guys. That's, yeah, that's not on us. Yeah. So I think you're right. It does just, and, and you've got to put your position out there as well when you're talking to kind of your, your counterpart. If you're, if you, if you're sitting there saying, convince me why I should use you, we're, we're not compatible. Yeah. If, if, you're, if you're there saying, Sean, I've landed on your page. I'm not sure how, but now that I'm here, I'm intrigued. That's the kind of conversation you're going to want. And the ones you work that hard to convince, and you're, you're twisting them like their arms behind the back, like they never work out anyway. They always, you know, it doesn't quite work. It's like replacements, right? Yeah. If you've got candidates, <laughs> I'm in an R in and you've managed, but it's all right, boss, I got them over the line. Like, no, you didn't. Yeah. You think you did. But wait yeah. till, But the wind might change direction. Or, you know, yeah, wait till you get that s- email on Monday. That's going to happen. So, so seven odd years in, in recruitment then, mm. and you decided to jump out of it then. Yeah, it was fucking mental, mate. It was weird. Like looking back, it was the most ridiculous decision anyone's ever made, probably in our sector. Like to go from billing, you know, I was making probably quarter of a, just under a quarter of a million in a year myself, not billing just under eight hundred grand, and running a, a contract business of two million. Yeah, and my business partner was half a million pound biller. Originally, Hoxo was the recruitment company. Like, yeah. We were launching a, a version of their business, right? Like everyone else does. And and I just got so obsessed with how I was going to do it. It was more the how, not the what. I knew what the what was for years. It was the how. I found myself just really, really, really interested in in the way in which we were going to work. That I just, like I say, I found I was more passionate about it than actually just doing it. Yeah. And my business partner was like, I was like, what the fuck are you on about? Like, seriously, we've just fucking planned to leave for two years. <laughs> and now you're saying yeah. you want to do something else. I was like, well, we, we kind of we, we kind of stumbled upon a, a happy medium. I said, well, we'll launch recruitment Hoxo and we'll do Hoxo Media. Basically, we'll build Hoxo through my brand and we'll do what we're going to say, but we'll also sell it to non-competing recruitment businesses. Because uh, I had this guy that I knew who was a marketeer that came in as a third in that business unit. Uh-huh. And we were like, we'll just sell him out effectively to our peers yeah. once we've proven it. And he was like, yeah, we'll do that. Cool. And that's when we quit. That was the plan. And in the fall, we, we basically realized, well, we had garden leave. So we're like, well, what? we rang someone up who we knew. And we we're like, look, well, can we just do your shit for free? Like, we're not bothered. We'll work with you for free just because we've got a month yeah, here. Yeah, let's get yeah. proof of concept. Yeah, and, and in that month... We did that, but I also realised within I could start selling this now. I don't need to. I had an idea. I didn't really know what the fuck I was selling, but I, I went out and I sold four contracts in a month. Right, uh, two two and a half grand a month each. So I had a ten grand GP run rate per month going in yeah. before, before he started. started before he even took a sneeze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we we both had to take a stock and go. We wouldn't have four contractors out of two and a half grand a month here at not. this point, and we were contract recruiters. So 
I was like, look, give it six months. Let's just run at it. Worst case, we burn our covenant away, we go back, we can literally just ring our old clients and go. Yeah. Best case, we build something we're really pr- proud of and we enjoy. And that was the journey. And, and you know, we knew we knew nothing. We were in, It was embarrassing. If I look back at my original, go on my YouTube and look at the old videos, it's, it's cringeworthy how shit they were, <laughs> the shit we were talking about. Yeah. But... You know what? I'm really, I'm really proud of it as well. You know, I feel like we've we've impacted the industry. I think what I said was going to happen on LinkedIn and the way people are going to work, it's actually come true. Because back then there was no one producing content in our sector. It just wasn't okay. It was jobs and it was blogs and it was that was it. It was newspaper mm-hmm. articles. Yeah, even now people really, especially in the big corporates, they struggle to kind of produce content because. A, they're handcuffed by yeah. the big corporates. Well, we anyway. were talking about this before. Though. Well, they're not allowed yeah. to. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And then they've got they create these like little social bubbles that are like oh. And remember the emails that used to ping out. Yeah, yeah. I've just Sean put this post just out put on LinkedIn. This, yeah, Sean Can just everybody put this like share it? Yeah. This post out on LinkedIn. Everybody share it. But at least at, at the end of the day, when I was in recruitment, I, and not once in my whole career did anyone ever say to me, "Are you going to produce some content?" No one. Never happened. Never. It was never a conversation. I think the marketing manager might have said, "Will you contribute to this blog?" And I was like. Oh, I'm busy I'm on the fucking phone and yeah, yeah, yeah. so it wasn't part of the job whereas fundamentally now it is part of the job for mm. most people they're aware that their contribution to their own LinkedIn is going to have an impact on their business some know more than others some are killing it and some aren't but it's fundamentally becoming part of a job and I, I think pre-pandemic I spent three years trying to just trying to raise that awareness mm-hmm. that this is fucking important. Mm-hmm. But I was doing it more down the route that we want to talk about, which is about your company needs to invest more in marketing as a company. That was the that was the play I was pushing. What I realised in three years up to the pandemic was, one, that doesn't work. I literally think it's bullshit what most people are trying to do at a marketing level in a recruitment firm. And two, that actually all the stuff I'd done to get the message out was actually the bit that people needed to do. It was the personal bit. It was the bit yeah. that... It's, it's the individual contribution that's, that's got the most impact. And then since then... Personal branding. Yeah. That you... Uh, well, you since then... So well, yeah, I hate the term. And I hate the term because people that have been doing it properly, or what we now call personal branding, have been doing it way before that time, term was coined. 100%. And now you've got people that are like, oh, I'm a personal branding guru. I'll show you how to make your personal brand on LinkedIn. And it's like, listen, you can either, like, you either do it or you don't do it, right? And those who have been doing it have been doing it. And there's people out there that... See, I do, I, I, do, I do disagree with no, that. No, no, which, yeah, yeah. I think there's people that have been doing great things offline. Like, mm-hmm. I was an offline recruiter. Like, I look at my job. I was billing 765 grand or whatever from beers, relationships, coffees, lunches, word mm-hmm. of mouth, phone calls, DMs, emails. Not one bit of content. And I did really well. Is, would you not define that, though, as, like, one-to-one content? Exactly, but it's, it's still offline. Yeah. So the value I offered everyone was captured like this. One-on-one, one, one to two, one to three mm-hmm. in a meeting. That was it. Yeah. Whereas what I realised in the early days of Hoxo is I could take me and my passion and my, my knowledge and the things I'm saying right now, the reason you've got this podcast right now is because you want this to go to beyond these three, the three of us, right? Yeah. And as soon as you can take your message online, <coughs> the game changes. Because you've got an infinite amount of people that could listen, who could, for free, could could be part of that conversation. So, I believe that that it's called, I call it an online recruit. I don't even use the term personal branding anymore because I agree it's a bit of a buzzword that people actually hate. Whereas I believe it's called it's taking it's becoming an online recruiter. Having a having a, a LinkedIn profile open is not enough. The industry all have LinkedIn recruiter. They're open. They're on it all day. They send in mails. 
that's not being an online recruiter because the value lives offline. Mm-hmm. Now, if you can start contributing value online, your, your offline just gets easier. Mm-hmm. Fundamentally, mm-hmm. it's as simple as that, in my opinion. Yeah. I, okay, so if we were to, to compare that, so let's let's go back to kind of what you were doing, which was just phone calls, meetings, coffees, beers, all that sort of stuff, right? Yeah. So would you have generated the amount of revenue that you generated these the 750, 800K billings with your current process now? Well, I've done more than that on my own in the last two years. I've done two million a year. So, it, yeah. It, is, is, that, is that not a... So is that totally brand new clients versus existing clients that you already had? Because what I'm trying to do is... No, I'm, I'm, doing, I'm in a different world now, but I'm, I'm able to generate two million a year now, whereas I couldn't do that in my old job. And I'm not picking up... The, I'm not doing the same... I'm not outbounding. I'm not having to do the hard work I was doing, right? <coughs> the way I look at it is, like, if you're prepared to still make that same effort, if you're still prepared to pick up the phone and still prepared to send out messages and still prepared to want to meet people, mm. you don't change those things. But if you can add a layer yeah, on this top... Isn't a, this isn't a this, no, it's not a, this. No, it's this not, a, a, it's not continue a, doing this, yeah. but how about, how about adding a bit more value and do a bit more of this? Exactly. Yeah, but yeah. If, look, I'm picking up the phone to someone going, look, my old pitch used to be, we don't know each other. I know your business. I know exactly what you guys do. I've already worked with your competition. I know three people who you know. I think it'd be mutually beneficial for, for us to know each other. Not, I don't want a job off you, or I'm not trying to get a job for you. It's, I think it'll be mutually beneficial knowing who you are, looking at your profile, and hearing about you for us to know each other, right? And it worked really, really well. But if, if I could go in and they would go, oh, you're Sean Anderson off LinkedIn. I've seen you. Mm-hmm. I know who you are. I'm, I've already got a trust reference point. They never had that. So I know my, you know, 30 calls where I might have got 10, 10 decent outcomes. I would have got 15 or 20 for a fact because there's that many people who are like, I've never heard of you. I've never heard of the business. I'm not giving you any time. I couldn't give a shit. So it's about scaling the opportunity. It's not about changing the methodology. It's mm-hmm. scaling what you can do. <coughs> you know, again, this podcast is testament you're able to reach people throughout the UK, throughout the world, that you could not reach. You would never, in a, in a lifetime of trying to get rec tools out there, you'd never get on the phone to. You just couldn't do it. You wouldn't have the time, you wouldn't have the... Sorry, my phone keeps going, I better get on right. flight mode. It's right. Sorry, take it, we'll, we'll all listen in. <laughs> it's some, like, US number trying to sell me some shit, yeah. so you, you wouldn't want to hear it. Again, I don't trust them, I'm not even going to answer it. So there you go. No, that's, no I, I think you, you bang on, because... The, the real life example for us is like someone like Benjamin, right? So Benjamin Danahay, world's, um, you know, the UK's hated sales trainer, all that sort of stuff. The only reason we know about him and the only reason we know anything, that, the only reason we engaged in a conversation with him when we did was based on the content that he was putting out, based on the fact that he would be very much himself on LinkedIn. And when, if he was to call us, I mean, he did that live, live calling session with Trainio and the guy who we got through to was like, oh my God, is this Benjamin Danahay? I follow your shit on LinkedIn all the time. Like, I'm really, really buzzed yeah, to be totally defeated to you. the purpose yeah, of a cold call. that's it, it yeah. Just, yeah. But, like, so you're right, yeah, it's sort of trying to change a cold call into a warm call. My question <coughs> to you is going to be, though, around, can every, can the majority of recruiters do that and do that well? I think they can. I think my methodology is about I, I'm not. You look at my LinkedIn. Like, hope you probably. I mean, you you, you put me on here because of it. I imagine, right? Um, I don't. I'm not funny. I'm not. I'm, I'm not like coming up with hilarious. I'm not like Mark Gaysford who writes scripts and tries to be hilarious. It's not who I am. I'm not. Um, he's the guy that has no friends, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah. the guy who said he had no friends, right? Yeah, and everyone yeah. remembers him. It, don't don't get me wrong. He's done incredibly well with his brand, but 
I, I don't think he's like most recruiters. I don't think most recruiters are like the most creative guys who come no, up with fucking no. stories and scripts. Like, they're not. The, the reason we get in recruitment is because we just want to pick up the phone and we want to take action. We don't want to sit there writing reports and mm-hmm. fucking yeah. reading shit. So... I'm, I think I'm a good barometer for, the, for a good recruiter. And what we are good at, typically, is telling stories and talking on the phone and opening conversations with people and holding conversations with people and, 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 and supporting people, giving free things away. Like, if you think about a recruiter's job, most of it is about giving away free advice all the time in yeah. the hope that at some point you're going to get paid. Because you can do a whole process, educate and support and coach, and, and you get nothing at the end if you're contingent. Mm-hmm. So my whole methodology around LinkedIn is... It ain't about looking forward and going, what, what could I write about that LinkedIn's going to like? It's looking inward and thinking, what am I already saying? What am I already doing? Like, what did I say on the phone yesterday that that guy was like, yeah. Like my post, if you can see it now, if you can get it up, I did a post there. Uh, not that one. Go, just go to my current traffic today. My current, um, I did a post that went out at half 12 and what were we, you know, two hours ago. You know, that one. That's, I don't want recruiters to be building here. Yeah. 11 I had more likes on my phone there you go 25 likes so this is genuinely something I heard yesterday I don't want my recruiters to be building a brand as they will be headhunted or they might leave Jesus I said, Christ I said are you being serious I want to talk about exactly I said are you being serious and, yeah. and he went yeah well think about it right I'm, if all my guys become famous like you think they should well my competitors are going to look at them more clients are going to look at them more candidates are going to look at them they're going to feel inf- mm-hmm. invincible and they're going to go out and do it on their own I went Okay. Fucking hell. So what are you doing to keep them then? I said, well, that's a glass (laughs) half empty mindset. I said, if you look at it that way, why train them? Why give them yeah, to, yeah, why give them yeah, 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 yeah. why give them I'm management? not going to teach you how to yeah, be a really good recruiter don't teach them to be a manager I just then they could be an adequate manage. recruiter yeah. I was literally like you are you <laughs> might as well real. just recruit on your own or not even leave the house because you might get it by a bus <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but there's a lot of those type of recruiters out there right? The, uh, uh, but that's the caveman recruiter yeah, yeah. That's, that's what it is yeah. but there's let's go back to what I said about the methodology that post just came from that call I didn't have to go you know how often yeah, do we have, have calls? To like a content creator How often like, do we have calls? Give me some where, now I've got a structure that I follow and I can teach and it, and it works. But how often do we have calls where we're baffled or where we're we've I fucking heard that ten times last month? Yeah, or, yeah. It, it's not rocket science. So to answer your question, can any recruiter do it? They're all going to be different and some are going to be better than others. But I yeah, fundamentally yeah, yeah. believe as long as you can hold a good conversation on the phone and you you've got the, the capability to reflect. Then yeah, you that's can do the it. key though. Because I was literally just about to touch on that. A lot of recruiters will come off the phone and not be able to look back and think, "Why did that go so well?" Or why did that go so poorly? They're not going to be any good. So uh, I can't make you better at recruiting. No, <laughs> you've no. got to be good at no, recruiting. No, I get what you say. Yeah, if you're a good recruiter, then it's yeah. sort of like, listen, all okay, you're so doing. All I'm not here to try and get a shit recruiter better. No, I'm here to get the top guys to do more get with less yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I want yeah. a guy who's already building 300 grand to be doing half a million do you know and going fuck me This I've got a guy who did a million dollars a year in Sydney right an exec search guy you can get him up he's called Danny Hodgson D-A-N-N-Y Hodgson H-O-D-G um, he works for Omira Partners um, D-G-S-O-N um, just type Omira um, O-M-E-R-A that guy. So I work with. He started working in March 2022, right? Yeah. Um, building a million dollars a year. Forty nine years old, living in Sydney. Exec search. He said, honestly, Sean, at my age, I'm the. I'm, I'm actually the youngest guy in the market. In that. All yeah, my competition yeah, yeah. are older. All my client and candidates are older. He had about four thousand followers. He didn't use LinkedIn at all. And he's like. I'm, di- I'm building a million, but I've been watching you, and I feel like I should be doing more. Yeah. So he's been every week now. He puts out three posts, 
click on one of them. Just look at the one that says that one today, the questions prospective interims ask. Look, this is all my method. Questions prospective interims ask. I quickly say no to. Am I too old? No. Do I have a blah, blah? And then just click on the likes for me. Just click on the 46. Let's scroll through who they are. CFO. CFO. HR, senior yeah. HR director. Go down. Founder and managing director. Yeah. You know. C-suite. C- strategic C-suite. director. C-suite. Now, there might be the yeah. other recruiter in there, but if he gets five or 10 or 15 or 20 interims, interim finance professional. Yeah. He just gets one person that he's Boom. not connected and to. And all he needs to do is go, if I know them, yeah. I'm building CFO, trust. Yeah. I can reach out. If I don't know them, then guess what? It's going to be a lot easier to open up a conversation than it would have been before. Beautiful, yeah. No, yeah, and actually that, that, yeah, that's a really kind of fair reflection then of, of the methodology, isn't it? Because actually yeah. a lot of, I would argue, maybe 50, even if not more percent are, are relevant. His, yeah, his, his market. So let's take Danny as an example then. Because social anxiety on posting on LinkedIn is a real thing, right? There's a, there's a lot of people out there that are like, I've been on LinkedIn for five years, I just look, I never comment, I never like, I never do anything because I'm scared of like... Yeah, 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 the humiliation or ended up on like Reddit, yeah. like LinkedIn lunatics or something. How, if at all, do you think that can be coached? And yeah, so, look, there's three major problems I face and solve. And number one is what the fuck to write about. I haven't got a clue where to start because no one's been trained in this. I wasn't trained in this. I've right. had to learn it myself in six and a half years of doing it. Yeah, yeah. The second is that what will people think? It's confidence, it's it's imposter syndrome, it's fear of, of Armageddon, I'm going to be fucking homeless if I lose my job. <laughs> yeah. And then there's time. People think they're too busy. Right? I'm so busy, how the hell am I going to fit this in? And they also don't value it. They see it as an additional task. You're already asking me to be a recruiter. Now you're asking me to do that as well. They don't, mm. they don't put the two together. So... I've developed a system myself, which I use, which I call it the 3X system, and it's, it's, it's three 30-minute slots a week where you follow a plan. You just follow a process. And I do it every day, but I teach people to do it three times a week. Like going to the gym, I think going from zero to five is unrealistic, but Monday, Wednesday, Friday, half an hour, you can just knock it out of the park. Yeah. Um, and and we, we look at different things from the mindset, the, the process, how you create content, how you structure it, and all those things. So the social anxiety one's always a big one. But again, it comes from this. It's, it's, I think as humans, we're naturally predispositioned to see the worst first. Yeah, yeah. You know, what will go wrong is always first. And that comes from being our ancestors would have to survive by knowing if a tiger was in that bush, I'm fucking running. The idiot yeah. that didn't spot it got killed, right? So we've ev- evolved as human beings mentally to spot danger first. Right. That's just natural. And some yeah. people are more than others. So. That's I can't solve. I can't change that. Well, it's but, the the caveman recruiter guy who's just like all my guys are going to go and become like yeah, immediately. Exactly his, his mindset it's was fear. like my guys going to fuck yeah. off somewhere else. So what I do is I always go well. <laughs> all right, let's put that. Let's get it all out. It, it, say it all. Like, just tell me everything that could go wrong. Cool. And then let's just flip it for for thirty seconds. What could go right? And let them. And as soon as someone can say, well, I might get a client like like Danny, like a CFO might see that. Yeah. Someone else might, a candidate might come in, yeah, a client might actually recognise me when I phone mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. So we start to work out the balance, and so they might still be a bit more negative than positive. And then it goes back to what I told you before. If you are saying the same thing on the phone as you are on LinkedIn, how can it go wrong? Because you're fucking up on the phone then. 
what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're already, you've you've already, already screwing yourself anyway. <laughs> yeah. That's why I don't do the Mark Gaysford yeah. stuff. And no offense, yeah, yeah. I think he's brilliant, by the way. It's not about him, but he's the best example. I don't go to a place I don't know because of the fear of, if I don't know about it, it's like I don't talk about politics because I know jack shit about politics. I'd never talk to you about cricket in depth because I know nothing about cricket. I can I could get in a real black hole there. <laughs> Whereas if I stick to what I know and what I'm already talking about and things I can tr- tr- prove, tried and tested before. Mm-hmm. Things that you're an expert in, effectively, yeah. My life, my knowledge, my mm-hmm. track record. They're the three things that, that, that are my content plan and that's what I teach people. How to be personal or entertaining based on your personality, how to sh- share the value you already share and how to just talk about your, your, your track record in a way that you don't come across like an arsehole. If you get those three things right, you'll win. Simple. Okay. <coughs> so, how... Because you, you, talked, you talked offline earlier about um, marketing and, and recruitment and how the two don't really kind of connect. Traditional forms of, of, of a digital marketing, yeah. So how we, so? Yeah, so if we look at marketing and recruitment and I know there's loads of suppliers out there and who, who yeah, this isn't, this, isn't a, this isn't an attack on them no it's not I mean I, I did it we, <laughs> Hoxo for the first three years used to go into a company and go what we're going to do is we're going to take your company brand online we're going to produce all this content we're going to nurture your audience we're going to get leads into your system we're going to nurture them and then we're going to serve warm leads of people that are interested in, in to your recruiters and, and they're going to run it and, and they're going to be able to pick up the phone and go, hey, you've been on our website, you've downloaded that content, you've engaged with us, let's have a chat. Theoretically, it works. My business is built on that. So one audience, recruitment organizations, mm-hmm. you know, we have so much to offer, they engage with us. If someone's been on my website and been to my events and downloaded my shit and we ring them, it's a pretty easy conversation, right? Mm-hmm. So it works. And every tech company on the planet is, is invested in this. And it, Whereas it works because of the landscape of audiences you're after. So I know I work with recruitment firms and that's it. Now, there's different sizes, different locations, but ultimately it's one audience, one industry. I'm actually not interested in talking to a consultant who's got no buying power. Mm-hmm. I don't really go after the big boys. I work with like Robert Walters and Adeco, but that's come from one guy who engage with us. I go after that, you know, boutique recruitment firm mm. who can, who, who wants to change, who wants to be like that. Like, there's a clear persona, that's it. Whereas if, I'm a, if I go back to my recruitment days and I know the industry inside out, your business, five people, you could have five, you could have a five man team who have, five person, sorry, and each of them have a different audience. And each of them have multiple job titles within that audience. So I recruit three levels of HR in the southwest of England whereas my teammate does the northeast and he does payroll administrators or whatever yeah. and what it happens is it becomes so bloody complex even in a tiny organisation you mm-hmm. then look at your 50 man 20 man 30 man 100 man agencies mm-hmm. it is a minefield yeah, yeah, so yeah, how yeah. the hell could a supplier or even an internal team at a central point cater for all those audiences well, it's impossible. You Fucking then, impossible. Yeah, because then you're doing a Mailchimp type it's for, uh, Groupon yeah, shit yeah, where you're yeah. just yeah. pinging out a load of shit just yeah. hoping something will no, stick. No, that's that, that's that age-old shit, isn't it? It's like, I'm a really good team player but also work very well individually. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? You see those on CVs all the time. It's like, this person's trying to... I, I can work in every business. You can so what you, happens yeah. is these companies get get bought into this dream, whether it's an internal team or whether it's an external partner, and they put a lot of time, effort, and content in and all this stuff. And what happens is it's a bit of a wet fart. If they go live with all this stuff from the company account and they get a few leads and a few trickles in, and then they've got all these recruiters who are like, well, I could just pick up the phone and go on LinkedIn. And, mm-hmm. and then the team, the company compares 
that campaign with all the work you're doing elsewhere and they're like well this is a waste of fucking time and yeah. it's true whereas my whole mantra is is is, is, is i flipped it i want to just work with the people who are making the money yeah. I, I don't mind. Like the Let's teach them be to more. market better. Because yeah. if you can get those five or 10 or 15 or 16 at a desk level to fundamentally realize it, if you've got 1,000 or 2,000 or 3,000 or 4,000 LinkedIn contacts and you understand how to talk to them, we're in the game. Because everyone in our business then is marketing to the right people and talking yeah. about the right things. Mm-hmm. So if we've got 50 people and every one of them has got the right connections talking about, and they're building that connection base in the market and, and they're replicating what they're saying on the phone in that space, then our business is marketing in every direction we need. And then you can still have your glossy marketing bits yeah. at a company level, the anchors, <laughs> the the bit, because if, if all these people do all this great stuff and then your website and you, it looks like shit, then you're going to let yourself down too. Mm-hmm. So it's a combination effect. But I think fundamentally, what you're what you're almost sort of saying is that that recruiters are no longer just salespeople, mm. or they shouldn't just no longer be. They've got to be marketing people as well. In the same way, because if you think about it, recruitment in, in in its essence is very very marketing driven anyway. Mm-hmm. You're writing content with your adverts. Yeah. Most of the time, poorly, right? But you're yeah. writing adverts with your content. You're putting out posts on LinkedIn. You're you're marketing your your clients. You're marketing your candidates to yeah, to your clients. A lot of it is marketing. you're telling stories. Yeah, absolutely. There's a reason why you know when you're ringing up a client, going you know you've got to meet this guy. And I was so good at that. I know I was. I used to ring a client. I remember I'd get CVs and I'd be like, on paper, this guy ain't getting the job, but I could tell a story. And yeah, I'd I'm phone the client. Really awesome look, him and, I swear yeah, to God, yeah. before you even read this fucking CV, you've got to listen to me. All right, Sean. Here he goes again. But four times before, I got it right for him. So he listens. And then the guy gets the job. And it, again, he was always going to get the job if he got in the room. But without my story, the yeah. CV wasn't going to do it. That brochure wasn't going to do it. Yeah. And, and so I think what we said at the beginning is we've always been marketers in our own way. We've always done it. Mm-hmm. We have. We just didn't know. 99% of our industry does not know how to translate it online. They don't get it. So they go to SEO and they go to writing blogs and they go to all this crap that gets sold by suppliers in this 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 industry and then they they it doesn't work because it's not it's not built for the industry and then they decide we're marketing shit and they put it in a bin and then they don't do anything mm. you know oh, or they oh, buy the next tool or the next tool and it doesn't work well i'm that guy yeah i'm that guy because i my 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 opinion of marketing has always been very, very kind of negative in that I always like any experience that I've had with marketing when I was even before I was in recruitment, I'd try and get marketing involved in stuff and they just spill me a load of shit and it's like this didn't work. Where where's where's the, the, the actual return on, on kind of whatever I whatever you put yeah. out there? There isn't any. And then when you ask for the return, it's like, yeah, well, I mean, you've got to give it time for it to work and it's got to get the right outreach and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, all right, but in that time of waiting for your campaign to work, I could have just bashed out 20 calls. And- but this is the bit I mean. This is the bit it shouldn't be one or the other. And this, it yeah. can't be. It can do both. And again, if you, if, I, if you pay me to manage your account, which, by the way, we do do that. We have a ghostwriting service. There's, there's, there's a different level of service around that. But trust me, it's much harder in that product to 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 satisfy someone because we're doing it for them. Yeah. Whereas when I give you the skills yourself and you go to LinkedIn and do something that works, you love me infinitely more because you're like that guy has just given me something and I've done it and I, I'm I'm in control. Oh, I did that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm in control. Sort of thing. Exactly yeah. that. Yeah. I'm in control. And for years, <coughs> marketing has always been separate. Salespeople pick up the leads. Marketing people generate leads, and I don't believe anymore. LinkedIn's changed it until LinkedIn organic reach dies which it could 
until that moment where, like, if you look at Facebook now, you cannot post on Facebook and get anyone to see it unless you've got so big a following. You, you're starting out today, you can't do it. But even if you have got a big following, I mean, like, I, I, on, on my Facebook, and this is how you know we're old, because we're talking about Facebook and not yeah. Instagram yeah. or Snapchat yeah. or whatever, but on my Facebook, if I'm following any kind of sports star, celebrity or whatever, sometimes I'll, I'll find it in, like, my TikTok feed or I'll find it, it was like, oh, did you hear what such and such said? And I'm like, I totally even scroll past yeah. that. Because now everything's just all video content, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I, I watched a video the other day, and um, it was a Gary V video. And he was talking about how. Did you call him Gareth V? Gary V. Oh. Gareth. Gareth. Gareth V. We're on the. We're not. I'm not sure. The, yeah. I'm not sure the Soviet Union yeah. background yeah. leads no, to and, Gareth. And, and, and he was like, uh, <laughs> he was like, yeah, posting on Facebook now is like just shouting in an empty room. It is. Like it just it, that's about as useful as it is. But, but that's where I fear LinkedIn will end up going. Oh. If if you can do me a favor, what's his name? Nathan. Sorry? Nathan. Nathan. Do me a favor. Click on the home. Just click home on your LinkedIn. That's it. And let's just scroll a minute, right? So the first post is Will. Gra- everyone Will knows Will, right? Yeah. By the way, how does everyone know Will? How? No, you, yeah, you're He's right. fucking LinkedIn, yeah. right? I, was, I don't know I was him going to use way. that as an example. Yeah. 10,000 followers they've got to on their recruitment. Everyone uh, knows him because they're, he's they're hilarious. No now, he does what I can't do. He does the funny videos and he does them well. Yeah. He's he, another example. It's because he's just a naturally funny and logical guy. he's got a team that are willing right. to but do But let's it, look right? at this. Stop. So the next post, every single time, is yeah. going to be a company with a promoted ad. Look, Jaguar, there. Yeah. So stop a second, Nave. First post, person, for free. Jaguar, I've got 24,000 followers. Everyone knows Jaguar in the country, but they're having to pay. Why? Because company accounts are purposely suppressed. LinkedIn will go, have a million followers on your LinkedIn account at a company level, and we're still not going to push it. Yeah. Because they want to turn around and go, you need our brand management package where you buy X amount of adverts. So at the moment, because you spend so much money on recruiter or sales nav or whatever, the organic reach at a personal level is 24 times that of a company account. Right, So if you post on your company or your personal, 24 times more likely people see it on your personal. Because you've already paid... You're not really paying any money for your company account, so they have to try and make money other ways, right? Now, my fear is that with more people coming to the platform, with more creators, at some point it'll turn into Facebook where they'll just damage everything without paying. Like, I hope they don't. But we've seen it happen to Insta. It we've happens seen it happen all the to, time, to and Facebook. it will continue I mean, they, to. But they have yeah. tried it, though, haven't they? Do you know with like doing things like the reels and the stories, stories and all that sort of shit? It just yeah, because people are so scared of of using LinkedIn in the first place to then put your face on it or, or to then put a, a video up there. That that like is is just terrifying for people. Also, by nature on LinkedIn, like people do have big connection followers. Like you think mm. about it, like the average group is five thousand followers. If you have five thousand followers on Insta, you're probably going to be selling teeth whitening products or something. Yeah, like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That like, it's genuinely quite. There's a lot of influence. So like the average person, when you click on stories, if everyone was doing it, it would be never ending. Yeah, do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? It'd be never ending. Yeah. Um, so I think it, it just fundamentally didn't work. I think LinkedIn are consciously trying to not be like Facebook and all that sort of stuff. Anyway, yeah. Now, yeah, there was a point where it was... They, they seem to have changed tats a lot. Um, but, yeah, it, it's it's interesting. I think you made a really interesting point about kind of, you know, why not be able to do both, right? And obviously there's that social anxiety piece as to why some recruiters don't do both. Um, do you think we'll get... Do you think we, we'll head to a point where there'll be that many recruiters doing the personal brand thing that it will just switch off an audience? 
What, as in, like, second, you, Nate, do, you don't have to keep scrolling, mate. We're, do you know when you, when you do something, when, when, when somebody first... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, what, what, right, <laughs> I feel like I'm at a slot machine. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, when's he going to bonus? Yeah. I'm going to win, I'm going to win. I just want to stop so scrolling. What, your no. question was, will it get to a point where, where... Where there's that much of it, where it's just then... Like, it's, well, let, let's, let's look, look at the stats today, right? So there's 900 million members on LinkedIn. Of the 900 million... That's um, crazy, by the way. Of the 900 million, only 3% go to LinkedIn on, a, on an average month, right? So I think it's 3 million... Go ev- ev- as in just join the site or oh, like no visit once a month so that Rich. something like 3% go to LinkedIn every month so of the 900 million there's so many people not, not going there all the time of the 3% is something like no what's the exact numbers it works it works out anyway 0.25% of all LinkedIn users produce a single post on LinkedIn that's, that's the reality not one single point, post one what post a month 0.25% <laughs> And of those, they, they net 9 billion impressions. So 0.25% of all users, a lot of them don't go to the platform. So you can say there's like, yeah, there's, there's the, I can't remember the exact number. It might be 300 million or something that go once a month. Um, but there's definitely 0.25% of all LinkedIn users post once a month. So, and then if you look at our recruitment sector. We live on it. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it, but it, it can't be more than that. So... The reality yeah, so is we're nowhere yeah, yeah, fucking near we're, it. For, yeah, for every one you think is clogging up your newsfeed, yeah. there's thousands doing nothing. Yeah. So the opportunity is nowhere and, near. Will, Will was a good example of that. In that, yeah, you're right. But what <coughs> um, it, it, not everyone can do what Will Grashoff does with his team, right? Because you have got people in the team. I mean, we went upstairs tomorrow and went, right, guys, we're going to start filming content. I need you guys to be, be funny. I want you to be witty. There's going to be people up there like, I just don't want to be on camera. What, no. What, what, what and about? that's why my stuff is more of a mass thing. Like, I'm, I'm appealing... You know, I'm working with 4,800 recruiters. Yeah. I, I couldn't... I could not teach 4,800 recruiters to do what Wild and Mark Gates would do. Like, that's a different skill set and I don't even have those skills. I'm working with the majority of people like me that are normal, you know, good communicators, want to get on in their career, genuinely are interested in, in doing more. And, 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 and can translate a message that they said yeah. yesterday on go- in, a yeah, sim- go- in a simple format. Yeah. I don't even teach video content because even though I love video content, it puts loads of people off. So until yeah. you've nailed three to five posts a week written, why go yeah, to Yeah, you're video? going after that substrate of people. Are like, I'm great at my job. I just I yeah. know I need to be doing more on LinkedIn. I just don't really have the framework or the how to do it. Yeah. Give me the how, give me the framework. And once I'm good at that bit, then I might have the confidence to be like, do you know what, fuck it, I'm going to record myself this time. 100%. I'm going to do that on this way. I yeah. also think that to answer your question about what happens if everybody does it, I think uh, I think that just kind of scales the entire process then, doesn't yeah. it, really? Yeah. It, doesn't, it doesn't make... I don't think it, it, you've run out of people to, to sell to. I think all that will happen is you then will just end up having a really focused market. So yeah. Of, yeah. of your, like, what, 30 or 1,000 connections, you would then be working with a very specific percentage of that market. Same with everybody else. So What you also got to remember is... Everyone's newsfeed is unique, right? So just because you see stuff doesn't mean everyone sees it. No, that's right. And everyone thinks this. Like (coughs) the average project manager or .NET developer or whatever has like maybe three to five hundred connections. Recruiters are are connecting all day for a living. Most people don't do that. So if even though you see all that, and I see recruit all my stuff's recruiters, so I see everyone who's doing it. But if you think about the average candidate or the average client contact. They might only have a handful of recruiters actually they've accepted. Yeah. So they're not seeing that. They're not seeing what you're seeing. So even though you're thinking, oh, everyone's doing it, one, they're not, and two, 
absolutely no chance the people yeah. you're trying to reach are getting the same view as you they're not yeah it's almost you projecting yeah. rather than yeah. rather than being sort of uh, empathetic towards what what people's yeah. news feeds are going to be like what i love though is that like i also know but i don't name them but i know people who are really fucking good at the Do content it. game don't bother it just name it yeah, but there's people who are really good at the content game <laughs> yeah like and they can't sell they're fucking useless, right? They cannot yeah, sell. Yeah, maybe don't. Maybe don't <laughs> no, I'm not going to. But there's people we're I know. We're just, the we're just, we'll put a beep in there just to make it out as if you did it. <laughs> no, I know, I know. Yeah, do that, do that. But they, with all the world in the world, they're not salespeople. They're not good at it, right? They can't do it. So, and that's what a lot of marketing people are like. They go into, they go into marketing. They're quite good at communicators, but they hate that whole sales bit. Like, they can't close. They don't want to yeah. close. They don't want to. So... I love the fact that our sector is typically driven by people that are good at sales and are taught well. And so when you add this layer on top, you, you've got a you've got a machine, you've got, you've got a killer. Mm-hmm. Whereas the other way around is there's so many amazing writers, but they, they can't... And if you've got a lot of recruiters that are just amazing writers, they ain't going to do deals, in my opinion. Well, look, the, the no, truth of the matter is, yeah, all, yeah. all business is built on sales. It doesn't matter what you're... Whether you're in accountancy practice trying to try, trying to win new clients, the only way you're going to win them is by, by selling. Yeah, of course. So the, the marketing stuff can be added on. The sales bit, you have to you have to have a fundamental kind of belief in in the first place. And, and you're right, I think recruiters have already got that. And those people that get into recruitment not thinking that it's selling, are the ones that end up going... Oh, I'm a recruitment ninja or I'm a guru of professionals yeah. fucking careers or whatever and they, they end up leaving that market quite quickly but I, I think to to kind of to negate sales and to, to kind of push away the sales element of it is where a lot of recruitment marketing suppliers go wrong Yeah, because they'll sell it as a, as a package of no no you won't have to do any BD anymore well it's, it's nuts right so there, there will I, be like, I just think you do warm BD I mean it's better isn't it yeah, yeah, I'd rather yeah, ring you with no way yeah. all day. That's what I'll, I'll make hundred calls if they know it. Well, we've had it. We've had it when, when it was just the two of us. We'd make phone calls to like prospects and stuff, and be like, "Oh yeah, I've seen your stuff on LinkedIn." Oh, I wouldn't say any of the things you guys say on LinkedIn. At the time, we'd be in like, edgy twats, but you know, um, <laughs> what do you mean at the time? Yeah, at the time, <laughs> well, we're not like that anymore. All I do is talk about rectals. Uh, <laughs> no, what what makes me like. From what you're saying is, it like kind of opened my eyes to is we've got businesses and I'm, I'm dealing with recruitment com- firms all the time, right? And there's businesses out there that are paying tons of money for targeted ads or for Google ads and that kind of thing. Like, you know, and, and you want to target your audience and you're paying, you know, you're, you're bidding on keywords and all that sort of stuff. When it's like, you've got a team of consultants who could target the very people you want them to target already connected. for free and they're already by literally connected. just typing just out in. something that happened <laughs> that day that might be of interest to them. Another thing <laughs> to remember here is that recruitment is probably the most undesirable purchase in the world, right? No one, yeah. no one wakes up and goes, I can't wait to hire someone like they, they might want yeah, the person that, in the role yeah, but, the bit, maybe the pro- a new boiler. but the process but, is yeah. not like oh fuck I can't wait to work with that recruiter like it's just never happened and so and everyone thinks it's, just, it's, a, it's a bit like an estate agency right same thing we want the house but do we really want to deal with that fucker to get it not really so you, you, uh, we're necessary evil aren't we basically. yeah we're necessary evil and that's the truth of it right so it's not about and a lot of these like, even, like really innovative products can come up with these amazing offers that you're like blown away by we're as good as the pe- the person and the process they've got. And there are recruitment firms with USPs. I know a few that are doing some unbelievable things where they're wrapping like EVP products and they're doing they're doing a lot more than your standard recruiter. And as a result, their offers are genuinely driving like leads. But mm. majority, it's on the strength of the human being. It's the and strength also, of the that, relationship. That bit is novelty as well, though. 
Yeah. Because if you look at, have you, have you read Simon Sinek's book? Start I haven't, with but I want to, yeah. I know so start, we, start with what? business is built on it, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, <laughs> I was saying to Nitin to, to, to kind of read it or just audiobook it. That's what yeah. I did. And, and with the audiobook, you listen to like him doing it as well. But in, in that, he's like, um, businesses, when they, when they create something truly innovative, it sticks. Like Apple with the iPhone. That was, that was innovation. And at the time, Motorola bought out the Razor, or not long before that. Yeah. And it was like, oh, micro thin, it's got all these carbon fiber yeah, bits yeah, and pieces, yeah. whatever, and you flip the phone and that's it. And that piece, he goes, the reason the Razor didn't stick is because it was novelty. It was just like, once you get over the flip shit, it's, it's whatever. Apple came up with apps. Put apps on your phone. You, you, you want a new phone every, every 12 months. That's because your old phone, it's, it's shit now. Yeah. Put apps on your phone, and all of a sudden, you're now reinventing absolutely yeah, yeah. Uh, mm. your, your phone every single day. And, and that's the thing. So USPs, I, I do buy into within reason, but I think a lot of people are in danger of putting novelty behind their, their USP as just well, one we, We've seen it. You know, there's people offering, oh, yeah, I offer an extended rebate. And it's like, well, yeah. Who's that guy who offers like 12-month fucking uh, yeah. free yeah, we're replacements not, we're not, or whatever? We're not going to name people. That's not there's, there's, a, there's, there's a guy yeah. who's offering like almost a Klarna, like a, a yeah. payment plan on perm fees. <laughs> and it was just sort of like, <laughs> it's, this is just, it's novelty. You know, it, like, if you have a client who that is useful for, that isn't a client. You shouldn't be dealing, doing business with somebody. Who, you know, if, if you can't afford to buy those shoes and I'm offering to pay me £5 a week to, until you pay those off, don't buy the shoes. Yeah. Right? You know? yeah. And it's, it's kind of establishing the, yeah, uh, are, is what we're offering our USP, is it a novelty or is it a genuine USP? And actually, if it is a novelty, well, step away from that and look at your people because there's your USP. Because I'll tell you where, you know, what makes your business better than theirs. Well, I've got Tom on my tech desk. They haven't. And Tom's really good at X, Y, and Z. As you can see from his LinkedIn, he's in his market. He knows his shit. But again, right? But then that this comes... This is what it all comes back to. If, if, if I sit in front of a client and I say how good we are, and I can go to LinkedIn and I can just go, here's three of my consultants, and look at the people that are engaging with them, and look at this... Yeah. Look at the, that, there's a like, lot of value in I've that. got so much more weight than if I just tell you a story that that we, I can't back it up and in, in the old days when everything was on the phone and it, you didn't have those opportunities it didn't exist so we didn't have to do it whereas now this new <coughs> this new available it's new it's there like so I just think use the use what's available to you as well as stick to what's worked yeah. and put them together as opposed to trying to do one or the other so can you can you future proof that though so we, we touched on sort of LinkedIn possibly going down the route of like videos or kind of overcrowding themselves what what happens in that scenario because if if you are just well, shutting platform it platform dies off, like there's there's all yeah all, yeah I mean the Microsoft, Microsoft have invested in Microsoft invested in it and it, it's going one way at the minute. I mean it's, I could show you the graph like it's year on year growth. So I got into recruitment in January no May 2011 and there was 200 million people on LinkedIn and there's now 900 and there'll be a mil, there'll be a billion by January next year mm-hmm. and every year it's grown by between 50 and 100 million like it's just growing. Now that's gonna run out because there's a, there's only a finite amount of people on the planet, but I don't believe that's going to be contributing to the platform disappearing. But you never, you never know what's around the corner. But I kind of think I've got one eye on that. But focus on what's what's available now. Also, I like, suppose the, the the for most people who aren't doing this, why yeah. don't worry about when it comes down. Like, yeah. focus on what you. If you're not making the most of what you've already paid well, for, this is it, right? Yeah. Don't and worry. every time something like this does disappear, MySpace disappeared, but Facebook took its place. So you can migrate platforms. So if the next, if LinkedIn two point yeah. come along and it's slightly the, different, the principles of marketing have been the same. Exactly it's billboard that, ads, right? yeah. radio, TV, LinkedIn. It's all the same shit. People are like, but what? I can't say that on LinkedIn. 
because there's no one at the end of the. F- it's like it's not like the phone where I've got context. <coughs> but like, I'm like, yeah, but if so that was the case, radio wouldn't exist. And also, people yeah, fill yeah, in their yeah, own context. Yeah, yeah. yeah. people. But radio don't. Radio don't go. Well, I can't. We can't put that out because John on the M1, he might. He might not like that. Like yeah. they don't do that. They yeah, think yeah. about. They think a bit bigger than that, and that's yeah. what marketing should be. Your one-on-one conversations are different than your one-to-many, but it's a similar concept. Um, I just think. It's a bit like AI, right? We've not spoke about it. I was at an event a couple of weeks ago, the Power Hive. It was it was a wicked event, right? And I'm I'm sat on this panel, and I'm not an AI expert. There were some really cool people, like the guy who Source Whale, Matt Comber. Fuck me, that yeah. guy's smart. And I the shit he was going on shit. about, I was learning myself. Yeah. But at the same time, I was operating from a position of I'm quite similar to the owners in the room, and I'm looking at their eyes, and they just look frightened to death. And I'm like, you're taking people who who still haven't mastered putting data in the CRM. Right, they haven't. They haven't mastered it. They haven't figured email out. They definitely haven't figured LinkedIn out. And you and you're trying to get them to adopt AI. AI. I'm like, unfortunately, AI is going to change things. ChatGPT is a really simple usage of AI. Get on with that at the moment. Let other people be worrying about the big picture. You just worry about what you can control and that you think you can handle, because. Anything could happen in the future. Like, I, I genuinely think our industry is so much further behind others in so many ways, but so much further than others in a lot of ways. Like, not many industries have an army of people that will go out to market and make things happen. And we need to keep leaning yeah. on that. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That's a really interesting point, isn't it? Because actually, if you look at loads of other industries, what you what you don't have is the people at ground level. Like, you look at retail. You haven't got people at ground level going out no, there, more, yeah. dragging people into in, no. into stores, have you? No. It's completely reliant on, 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 on everything that these people are talking about. But step, just, just, just take one step forward. Like that's my, my old mantra is it's really simple. Take a step forward, you know, go and make the most of what you're already doing. Go and connect with more people. Go and engage them. Go and find the leads that you already, you've already got them. You just don't know where they are. Worry about the bigger stuff later. Like you don't need to. No, I like it. I like it. And that's usually the bit where I'll ask you for final thoughts, but I think that's a pretty, uh, pretty solid. Um... Yeah, final thoughts is... Genuinely, look at a couple of things, right? Number one, how many phone calls do you actually have a day these days? They're getting less and less. Like the average is between five and ten. Mm-hmm. Look at all your training you've had. It's probably been phone-based and leadership-based. That's what our industry trains, right? And look at the money and time you spend on LinkedIn. Most of our industry has it open all fucking day, and they're spending thousands on it based on recruiter licenses. Mm-hmm. So you spend less time on the phone than ever. You spend more time and money on LinkedIn than ever. And all your training is weighted on the little bit that you do there, which should be done. Yeah. But what about this? Like, what about this big piece? How do you maximise that? And that's what I'm really passionate about. It's about maximising that, not replacing this. I love this bit. It just moves the phone further down the activity chain so that yeah. more people know you, more people understand who you are. And it'll encourage people to be on the phone a lot more as well, though, because yeah. you are picking up warm calls 100%. rather than the cold calls. My diary every day is back-to-back. I've never got... An, 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 if it isn't, it's because I've chosen it not to be. Yeah. And it ain't because I'm this guru. It's because... I focus on the warm opportunity. I focus on speaking to people. Well, the concept of the whole branding thing works in the, I've reached out to you over LinkedIn, having never spoken to you before, and gone, Hoxo, I've heard of Hoxo. But I knew you, I'd recognise you guys. I'd seen it. And I've gone, yeah, yeah, I want it on the podcast. If you were some random, I've I've had some Indian CRMs message me about, being a partner and I'm like I've never even heard of the CRM really I've got no yeah, idea and yeah. right now I'm too yeah. fucking busy I'm sorry I, no offence but I ain't even I haven't got a headspace but when you do recognise a brand and you know they're going to be around for the long term and you think oh why wouldn't we invest in this yeah no, makes we, sense we, uh, yeah appreciate you uh, making the journey today mate well in just 
to want to touch on the Hoxha uh, budget, the, the the program as such. Then, so yeah. if 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 there are kind of um, recruiting businesses out there that that want to get in touch with you, that want to kind yeah. of understand what the program entails. If you've got a business sort of our size, five, ten people in there, yeah. how does how does how does your program work then? What what, what does it what does it run cool. on? Cool. So if we just go back to those three things originally, it was was what do, what the fuck do I talk about? Yeah. There was the confidence and there was the time, right? Yep. So what we do is we we, we, we give you the we give you the skills, support, guidance to, 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 to conquer those things. And we do it by there's a number of things. First thing is we give you a platform that you you, all, you get lifetime access to if you and that's my IP and you can you can watch that over and over again and you know you can nail through all the content whenever you want. We give you a success coach who will work with your team and understand you guys and will meet you strategically and make sure you get any ROI from everything we do. And then personally, I will coach you for six weeks. I'll give you an in, an intense six week program. You'll be on there with other recruiters. It's not just you, but. It almost shows you how valuable this shit is when there's thousands of recruiters around the world contributing and they're on. Yeah. I've got guys in LA in the afternoon and Sydney in the morning, and it, you know. And I will take you on a journey in six weeks to to getting out of your own head, evolving your profile, speaking and getting used to content creation, and the best bit is is following up, is, is spotting those inbound opportunities and turning them into sales opportunities. And well, you know, in six weeks, it's a bit like learning to drive. I could give you the whole thing in a, in a document or I could teach you the whole thing in a, in a half day. Yeah. Like loads of these people do workshops in half a day and I'm like, fucking crash courses don't work, right? When you learn to drive, you, you, you learn your feet, you get them wrong, you, you learn your mirrors, you forget your feet and before you know it, suddenly it just flows and that's why yeah. I, I break it down once a week for an hour, I give you things to do, at the end of the, you come back the following week, it's in your diary every week and by the end of it, you're like, wow, that's, it's actually really simple. It's working. And, and I mean, I've, I've worked with 4,800 people now and, and it's working. So simple as that, really. But the best bit about it as well is I'm always on. So I do six cohorts a year. If someone likes your business buys in, so what you do is you invest in the program, you get access to the tech for life, and then you just put your people through the training as and when you see fit. So you might only put one or two on the first cohort, you see the results and you're like, shit, let's put another one on. Mm -hmm. And you're only eight weeks away from the next one. Yeah. So, you know, and as you grow and you lose people and you hire people. It's time to bed in. But you've got a scalable scalable solution. You know, in the first couple of weeks, you can go, go on the videos and watch them. Yeah. But when you're actually, we like this person, go and meet Sean, go and have some coaching, go and get a success coach. Because then they can ask, they've got their own logins, they can ask questions, they can turn, every week we run, we run workshops for life that they can come to. Mm-hmm. So it's about, we want to grow with your business, but we're not like desperately asking for everyone right now. In fact, I, I've done it before where I took a whole business, like a hundred man team onto the first cohort. And you get some really good people and you get a lot of negheads who are like, oh, I don't want to do this. I've been told to do it. So actually yeah. now I refuse to work like that. I just say, give me the people who genuinely are interested yeah. and we'll prove together that the rest of you should be looking at this. Yeah, yeah. And also they'll, they'll be ambassadors of the entire process and the product anyway, won't they? Yeah. Once they start seeing the success of it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, that's it. So how do people get in touch with you then? LinkedIn? Yeah, always. Email? LinkedIn, go on, if you go on our website and you look at the academy, click the academy link and then you can fill a form in and that'll automatically, you can book in straight into my team's diary. But if you just want to DM me and we can do it that way. Easy enough. Sounds good. Cheers, guys. Thank you very thanks much. Thanks a lot. Appreciate you coming on. Yeah, thanks. Pleasure.